0: Welcome to another episode of the Chill by Net podcast. This podcast is created for those who are passionate about their personal development, health and well-being. This is a platform for you to come chill by my personal stories and weekly tips in becoming a better version of ourselves and to live a better present. But first, let's chill. My name is Jeanette. Welcome back. This is episode 34 and today I want to go back to a topic I spoke about in episode 14 in series 1, Finding the Self, because I felt like there was something more to add or rather add it, to my current knowledge of the self. So this is an episode that is inspired by my reflection for the past few weeks. Um, I have been going through quite a difficult period. There were a lot of challenging moments for me this month and I think through these challenging moments or rather difficult periods, I come to gain another understanding of the self which I would like to share in this episode. So the question I will be exploring today is, what is the self essentially? So today's episode is actually a reflection of a re-understanding of my conceptualization of the self. I come to see that essentially we can know ourselves at two levels, right? One is the self through our conceptualization, which is a narrative that we form. And this can include our personality, our past histories, our physical body, our job, our ideologies, our values, our mental positions and all of that, right? And even for this level, I didn't come to really see it until last year when I was suffering so much that I had to give a certain kind of narrative and interpretation to my event and experience to form a self-identity, to reconstruct my self-identity, right? Because I felt like I completely lost the self. And I would think that this is super essential, this act of conceptualization of the self It's essential for humans to function, right, to a certain degree. And I guess most of us know ourselves through this way, right? We form ideas and thoughts about ourselves through our past experiences, through what people say to us. We kind of conceptualize it, interpret it, right? Put a positive spin to it or a negative spin to it, right? And those stories make up our reality. And of course, as we realize this, right, we can change our narrative. We can change the way we interpret events to give ourselves another better reality, right? Which I would argue also that is objectively not reality as well, right? It is just perhaps a better constructed reality that is helpful for us. In positive psychology, you know, this skill is important, right, to... Be able to challenge our thoughts, form a helpful narrative because it all leads to better mental well being. Um, we experience more positive emotions, you know, and to some extent, we also come to be able to uh, manage stress better. Right? They are all buffer against stress. So maybe when we start to tell ourselves that we are a capable and worthy person instead of how we are a failure, you know, things like that are how we aim to reconstruct our reality and strengthen our self-identity at the same time, right? For survival purposes. But by constructing my self-identity in that way, I'm also limiting myself in a very one-dimensional way. I feel that because of this conceptualization that I come to, you know, put onto myself, to some extent it's kind of like a self-fulfilling prophecy kind of thing where I'll act according to what I tell myself, right, it feels like, oh, okay, I'm someone who likes to self-express and I like to um, be unique. And maybe it's also a way for me to then reinforce that identity that I created for myself. But to really limit my self-identity like that, you know, I'm not sure if it's very helpful because then I would tend to act in ways if I'm not aware, right? I'll act in ways that strengthens that self-identity that I've constructed for myself, right? And there can be some form of tension, I would say, at various points that I've experienced that is not really who I identify with anymore. And does that mean that I need to come to redefine the self again, right? And perhaps the self is just renewing at every present moment, right? It's renewing every day, and we are meeting ourselves at every present moment. And because of this realization, I come to see that, right? The self is ever-changing, and there is no way to actually define or accurately capture what is the self. We can conceptualize and put identities and labels and attach ourselves to different things you know, define ourselves by the work we do, by our creations, by the material goods we have. But those are, I would say, still a very surface level of how we come to conceptualize the self. Recently, I come to sense a deeper underlying self that is beyond what I have conceptualized for myself, which I feel is not in contradiction with the formed and conditioned self, the self that I've conceptualized. But I think what I'm trying to point out here is there is more to the self than what we label and conceptualize ourselves to be. And regardless what that is, I think it's just important to have this awareness that we are only a very minute percentage of what we label ourselves to be. And as far as words can actually use to describe this dimension that I'm talking about, I would say that perhaps it is the being part of being a human. I did talk about being versus doing somewhere along this journey, and today I would like to revisit that concept as well. So it is the being part of being a human. Right, and that is the self beyond our doings, our experiences, our thoughts, our achievements, you know, our mental positions, our appearance and even our values, right? Which I thought was the deepest thing that underlies the self previously. But then on deeper thought, I would still think that values are things that we feel and then eventually we kind of transform it and put into words, right? So it's still the conditioned identity. But this dimension that I'm talking about here of the self is actually very simple, right? I felt that, you know, it's just this aliveness that is given to us and that must be felt. You know, it can't be conceptualized. It is just felt at a very given moment when we are aware of our awareness in the present moment. And how I came to have this revelation is I have met, you know, a few people this month, right? And whenever I try really, really hard to conceptualize our experiences, I want to bring the entire experience into a form of an essay or blog post or Instagram story. I felt that it was very difficult for me to do so because whatever I... Right, it's just a very, very small part of what is real, and sometimes I just don't really feel comfortable doing that because of how whatever I say doesn't even capture half of what it is, right? And maybe it's also my limited uh, ability to verbalize experiences and capture experiences, you know, to that profound level, and that made me uncomfortable and that made me reflect so. Yeah, this dimension of the self, right, it's very simple, right? I think it's just presence and aliveness of us, of ourselves, at a given moment, which I would say is arguably who we really are. And sometimes it can just be a brief moment, right, where there are no thoughts in our mind. There is a sense of, you know, thinking, but there are no thoughts running through. So, it's that space between our thoughts, right, where we are not thinking, but we are just sensing and having this awareness of space, this awareness of not having anything in our mind. And this awareness is a deeper dimension of the self that I feel is within me and at the same time is within you as well and within everybody that is alive. Whenever I find myself in this state, right, this sense of self that I come to feel, it's really very, very static. Okay. It doesn't change. And it can only be felt in the present moment. And I think for now, this is at best I can possibly describe. And these few weeks, I have just been having more of these moments when I just let myself be and just let myself experience more of the present moment, which previously I have also been doing, you know, a lot of practices, you know, mindfulness practices to bring my awareness to the present moment. And at that point, it was really about um, bring myself to Sense my thought processes without judgment, right be more accepting of my negative thoughts and all of that so you know that was really what I have been doing um for the past few months with mindfulness training I've been trying to you know observe my thought processes, observe my breathing and all of that, but I have come to form a different relationship with the present moment where You know, these days it's not so much about observing my thought processes, right? But it's more of being in the present moment just to connect with myself, with who I really am. And that requires just feeling my awareness of my surroundings using my senses, right? And it's kind of sometimes the space between our thoughts as well, right? We are not really thinking, but we actually capture ourselves our being, in that space between our thoughts. And I felt that that is that deeper dimension of who we really are. Okay? And honestly, if you were to ask me, it feels kind of liberating, although I know it's not practical to be in this state of mind, given my day-to-day job, right, as a role as someone who needs to produce content daily, or even just for anyone, it's just not very practical to be in this state where you're just not thinking right? But I guess the more we find ourselves being in this state, the more this state strengthens as well. You know, last time, I find that I couldn't find myself detached from my thoughts, you know, I'm constantly thinking, whenever I'm awake, I would have, you know, constant thoughts that is going around, be it good, bad or neutral thoughts, but my mind is constantly working, regardless where I'm, where what i'm doing and where i am at you know be eating showering bathing and all that there are constantly thoughts and it feels very very heavy sometimes and as humans we do have a tendency to have more negative thoughts right we are skewed towards um negativity so so far just to summarize i've talked about two different levels of the self right one is that being able to integrate our experiences, being aware of how we are labeling ourselves, identifying our values and all of that, right? It's really the first level. But this second level, which I just spoke about, it's only a recent thing that I'm coming to see, but also something that is all along within me. I don't find the pressure to use words to label my own personality, my values, my feelings, because I come to truly see that You know, whatever that can be labelled by words is only a percentage of what is. And whatever thoughts that we are are also not our thoughts, right? It's kind of what we hear around us. If we come to see ourselves and know ourselves only at the first level, right, it will be rather unstable, I would say, because this sense of self is constantly evolving, is constantly changing based on how we are interacting with the world. So like if we go on a vacation, right, a solo vacation, then something within us knows the vastness of perhaps what we experience. Be it the beautiful sunset that we see or whatever it is, you know, that is beyond joy, right? It's beyond the excitement of the beauty of it all. But when we aim to tell someone about the experience, the experience just kind of gets devalued. I'm not sure if you can relate to this, right? When we tell someone about an experience, right, immediately gets devalued inside of us. And that is what I really feel strongly, because it's just not what we experience, you know, that kind of feeling. And we can use words to label how great a food tasted, how nice a scenery was. And then another person kind of knows it, right? They know it through our description, but they will not be able to know at the level that we did, right? And it's the same for the sense of self. We can tell everybody who we are. We can, you know, package ourselves in a way that is appealing to ourselves and others. But perhaps we just can't define the sense of self because when we try to define it, we are in fact trying to intellectualize through concepts. And maybe you know another example that is closer to my heart you know sometimes you know after you've met someone after 12 years of not meeting or talking to them you somehow just know them deeply right maybe this person meant a lot to you in the past right but in reality right you might not even know what happened to them in those 12 years because you don't keep in touch with them Because knowing what they do or how they label themselves is just knowing them on the first level, right? But I think there is a second level of knowing someone which is beyond words and conceptualization, that transcends time. So I think this made me realize that, you know, this dimension that I'm talking about within us, this sense of being, it's also transcendent. If you know someone... At this level even if you lost touch with them they are out of your life for a very long time but eventually if let's say you guys meet up after a few years later ten years twenty years if you truly know them before first hand right I think you will feel you will still feel that they are the same person that they are because as I said you know this second dimension this state of being that is within us is transcendent and that serve to explain why sometimes we can just lose touch with someone for so many years but when we finally meet them without even knowing what they do you know how they label themselves how they describe themselves it just feels like we know them and their personality might change a lot right the way they think the way they identify with things their maturity and all of that might have changed so much but why do we still feel that you know we kind of know them, right? That's because we know them in the past, that inner dimension, that being. We know that being and that being transcends time, right? And that's why, you know, we still feel like we know them even though we know nothing about them on the first level. And this brings me to the point that this beingness within us, this dimension is also transcendent. Right, which is perhaps the more important part of our sense of self-identity. We can get more in touch or less in touch with it, but it's always there since we are born. And in the next episode, which is part 2, I will talk about why it's important to get in touch with this being dimension and what does it serve to our well-being. Thanks for chilling in. If you enjoyed this podcast, don't forget to subscribe. You can also connect with me on Instagram at chillbynet or my website chillbynet.com to join the conversation and access our show notes. Have a great day and we'll chill again very soon.